0: The following recording is a presentation of the Berean Baptist Church of Rohnert Park, California and of Pastor Val Mark Smith. We are an independent Baptist congregation committed to the accurate presentation of the historical doctrines of the faith. We welcome your visit to our services anytime here in the Rohnert Park area. Good to see everyone this morning. And ushers will distribute the study sheets. And while they're doing that, I'll ask you to turn your Bibles to... 1 John chapter 5, if you will. 1 John chapter 5, and I skipped what is God part 4. And uh, I just realized that this weekend when I was preparing. So, and I looked it over, I said, well, maybe we can just let it go and just go on. But I looked it over and I thought, no, we can't do that. We can't do that. So, we're going to back up this week. I started God's attributes last week. But we're going to back up today, and we're going to go back and do what is God, part four, and uh, we're going to talk today about the God being triune. So let's uh, look at First John chapter five. Pastor was just mentioning it's not his church. Someone said it's our church, but can I correct you? It's the Lord's church. Okay. And as I often say, I enjoy I enjoy having a good time, and and I like to laugh in church, and 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 what what have you, but. Uh, I, I, I like to remind people, we are in God's presence. And so we need to be, we need to be orderly and our heart and thoughts need to be on the Lord. So um, let's remember that. First John chapter five. Let's look at verse seven. We read for there are three that bear record in heaven, the father, the word and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. And there are three that bear witness in earth, the spirit. And the water and the blood, and these three agree in one. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God, which he hath testified of his Son. Let's pray before we go any further. Father, thank you for this time we have. And Lord, understanding you is probably the single most difficult thing a man has to do. We have nothing more, Lord, than what you've revealed to us in your word. And that, Father, does not even begin to fully describe you. But help us today, Lord, to understand your word and, and to understand who you are and who you are in our lives, who you are in this world, and who you are in the lives of all those around us. Thank you for the time we have now. We ask you bless in Jesus' name. Amen. So we've looked at the fact that God is a spirit, we've looked at the fact that God is a person, and we've looked at the fact that God is one. So today I want to look at the fourth point in what is God, and that is that God is triune. God is triune. Now we, we just read from John chapter 1 and verse 5 that there are, there are three, and these three abide in one. The doctrine of the Trinity is foundational to the Christian faith. It is crucial for properly understanding what God is like, how he relates to us, and how we should relate to him. It's it's absolutely critical. Uh, We must understand. I, I remember we used to sing a song. I can't think of the name of it right now. But I think it was glorify your name. And I we, we we say, Jesus, we love you. We worship and adore you. Glorify your name in all the earth. Oh Father, we say first we sing Father. Then we sing Jesus, we love you. And and but we didn't sing the Spirit. And we go back and repeat the Father and the Son. And after one of the services, oh Matt Campbell, Matt Campbell came up to me and he told me, he said, Why don't you sing about the Holy Spirit? He said, We sing about the Father. And we sing about the Son, but we don't sing about the Holy Spirit. I said, "Well, Mac, that would be unscriptural." And he looked at me. I said, "The Holy Spirit is not here to glorify Himself. The Holy Spirit is here to glorify the Father and the Son." And uh, old Mac, uh, he agreed with that. And uh, we we need to understand. But 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 that is I I'd say that to say we shouldn't slight the Holy Spirit in any way. <laughs> now there. There are some religions that put all their emphasis in the Holy Spirit and very little in the Father and the Son. And we're not to do that either. <coughs> we don't pray to the, to, to the Spirit. We pray through who? Through the Son. We pray to the Father through the Son. So just that's just a little extra stuff. We're not going to talk too much about that. But like so many other truths, men, <coughs> for the most part, <coughs> excuse me, I got throw troubles today, For the most part, men accept the Trinity without fully understanding or comprehending the Trinity. Uh, So let me begin to build my lesson at the beginning. In Genesis chapter 1, we read, In the beginning, God created. Now, I use this because all matter in the universe, we're going to have a little science lesson for a second. All matter in the universe (laughs) um, is composed of three parts. Did you know that? All matter is made up of atoms. And atoms are made up of protons, electrons, and neutrons. So everything you see in the universe has three parts. It's triune. It just makes logical sense to me that a triune God would create all matter in this same way. And further... All matter can exist in one of three states. Did you know that? It can exist as a solid, or as a liquid, or as a gas. And yet all three states is the same object, the same element. So to me, this substantiates the claim of Christianity that God created all things. If all things evolved, then why would they all take the same path? If all things evolved, then why would they all be found in three states, three parts? Why would we see things exactly as God desired that we would see them? Creation is the handiwork of God, not a random chance event. Therefore, we can build upon our foundation of the Trinity based upon, if nothing else, creation itself. But then we can also relate to God in each of his identities. You and I are given the the ability, we're empowered by by, by grace to relate to God in all three of his existence. So let's look at those today. Number one, we have God the Father. In 1 John chapter 3 we read, Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not. Because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. And it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. (laughs) In the person of the father, we are established as sons. As children of God. Not in word only, but in reality. Notice again in verse 2, he says, now are we the sons of God. And this is not by merit. We we haven't done anything to, to earn that status. It is by grace. We have been adopted, if you will, into the household of God. In Romans chapter 8, we read, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. In a spiritual sense, as well as a literal sense, God is our Father. In the mystery of the new creation, 2 Corinthians 5.17, God is our Father. God's identity as the Father establishes his sovereign right to rule and reign over us. Just as our earthly Father has legal rights to rule over his children although those legal rights are beginning to become in question aren't they yeah we live in a society now where parents aren't given the right anymore to decide what's best for their children the state has to decide that but we we have we God has sovereign rights to rule over you and to rule over me that's what's stated by Paul in First Corinthians chapter 6 where he writes, what? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. God has the right to rule over you. He has the right to tell you what to do. I don't know how many times I've, I've heard young Christians say, no man's going to tell me what to do. Well, God has the right to tell you what to do, if, if you are his child. <laughs> just like when I was growing up, I, I don't like to have seen me go to my dad and say, you don't have, you're not going to tell me what to do. He just said, OK, I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm going to show you what to do. But God has the right to to expect things of us and to demand things of us and we we need as his children we need to understand that and we need to submit to that that authority in our lives so our relationship as children is established in God the Father but then secondly this morning i want us to look at God the Son now this is not a different person by the way God the Father and God the Son are not separate entities they are two manifestations of the one God. In Romans chapter 8, we read, The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God, and if children, then heirs. That goes back to the adoption. By, by being adopted into the into the family of God, we are joint heirs with, with the Son. We are joint heirs of all that God possesses and of children then heirs heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ if so be that we suffer with him that we must that we may also be that may, we may be also glorified together i'm sorry i washed my tongue this morning i can't do a thing with it in the father we are established as sons of God through the son we are given an inheritance all that the father has he has given To the Son. And all that the Son has received from the Father, he shares with us. Isn't that wonderful? I mean, think about that. That should give you so much joy, and that should give you so much peace. I'm, I'm tired of seeing Christians fret and worry. I really am. Oh, ye of little faith. You know what we do when we worry and fret? Now I'm getting off teaching. I'm going to preaching. When we worry and fret, we're calling God a liar. We're questioning his integrity. Did he not promise to take care of you? Did he not promise he would never leave you? Or forsake you. And when we fret. Does the Bible not say that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord? Does anything happen to you that. As we learn from Job. Does anything happen to you that God is not aware of? So when we fret and worry. We call God a liar. I'm going to share a story with you we were my wife and i we were just saved not long and we were we were we were working in a little school a little christian school and my salary was not big and we couldn't afford any luxuries and one day she said boy i'd love to have some fish i didn't have money to buy fish so we went home i got in the backyard i dug up some worms and got a, got a fishing pole and we went out to the bayou and I sat there and fished and fished and fished and couldn't catch any fish. So we got in the car and we were driving home. On the way home, she said, she looked out the window and said, boy, I wish we could have caught some fish. So as we pulled in the driveway, our neighbor, his name was Ted, Ted Bailey, our neighbor come running out of his house and waved me down. And he came over to her one day, he said, Doug, do you and your wife eat fish? I said, well, yeah, Ted, we eat fish. He said, someone just gave me 100 pounds of catfish. I can't, we can't eat all of that. Would, would you like some? And I looked at my wife and she looked at me and we just smiled. And we said, yeah, Ted, that'd be great. We got fish that night. We got fish. You might say that's coincidence. I say that's God. That's God. Oh, yes, God, God so, so when we fret and worry, and I lost my place, I've got to find it. So when we fret and worry, we call God a liar. I learned, I learned as a young Christian I can depend on my God. I don't have to worry about a thing. Now, I can't be foolish, and I can't, I can't go off and, 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 and do things foolishly and say, now, God, you've got to take care of me. I can't do that. But if I'm if I'm faithful to him, and I'm diligent to do what he wants me to do, I don't have to worry about anything else. God will take care of us. We, we're his heirs. We have the inheritance. All that Jesus has, he shares with us. <clears throat> now, don't make the mistake of thinking that the Son is a separate being, as I said a moment ago. The Son and the Father are one. <clears throat> I mean, this is a very poor illustration, but take an egg. Uh, now don't do this if the egg is raw, but boil it. And you're going to have three parts, right? You're going to have the shell on the outside. You're going to have the, the yolk in the middle, and you're gonna, or the, the albumen around it, and you have the yolk in the middle. It's three parts, but it's all one egg, isn't it? Don't give me an egg white omelet. What would you do with my yolk? That's my yolk. I'm paying for that yolk. I want it. Put it in my omelet. Um, They're all one. Now I can separate this boiled egg into its parts. So this isn't a perfect illustration, but not so with God the Father and God the Son. They are one and the same, inseparable. By the way, I am an illustration of the Trinity. I am Dalton the husband. I am also Dalton the daddy. And I am now Dalton the grandpa. They each serve separate functions. But they're all the same person. Are they not? Dalton the husband is the same as Dalton the the father, who's the same as Dalton the grandfather. Now my children would say Dalton the grandfather is much more tolerant than Dalton the father was. And I tell them, that's my right. I don't have to raise them. You do. So I'll spoil them rotten and you deal with it. Each, each identity of myself has a different role, has a different function, but it's all the same man. It's all the same person. And the same is true with you. Our relationship is established in God the Father. We're children of God. Our inheritance Our inheritance is established through God the Son. And our inheritance, by the way, includes our inheritance of heaven. Our salvation is through Jesus the Son. But then we see, thirdly, God the Holy Spirit. I'd like for you to turn with me, please. Let's go to Romans chapter number 8. Romans chapter 8. And we're going to begin reading at verse number 9. Romans chapter 8, verse 9. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But as the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his Spirit that dwelleth in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live." For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Our relationship is established by God the Father. Our inheritance is established through God the Son. But our understanding is given through God the Holy Spirit. It is through God the Holy Spirit that we understand the truth of the word of God. We know this is true because of John chapter 14 and verse 26. Where we read, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name... He shall teach you all things, and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. I remember hearing this once, and, and it's so true. It's amazing how men such as Wilson Muango, who are from Afri- who is in Africa. And, and and to my knowledge brother Gary can correct me but to my knowledge never attended a seminary yet believes the same truths you and I believe and he was taught these truths by the same person same being that ch- teaches you and me and that is the holy spirit the holy spirit teaches god's children and by the way the Holy Spirit will teach you. And I know we all know this. When I, first, when I, when I was first saved, I, the, the, the man who led me to Christ used to carry around these little, they call called Chick Tracks. Anybody ever see the Chick Tracks? Anybody ever see those? And he used to bring those to work. And I used to love to read them. I'd always go to, him, Mike, you got any new trick Chick Tracks today? Yeah, at lunchtime, he'd give them to me. And I remember reading one about this this man who was just so mean and so, so wicked. And he he got saved. And the first thing, the next day after he got saved, in the little track it illustrated, he had his Bible in his hand. And, and he was praying to the Holy Spirit to teach him the word of God. And and that that struck me. And from that day forward, every time I opened my Bible... To, to to study. I pray, Father, I pray your spirit will instruct me to the truths of God's word. You know, that's a simple prayer. But it works. Because the Holy Spirit, sometimes I'm I'm studying and words jump out of the Bible. I mean, I don't just see them, they jump out. You ever, you ever experience that? Words ever jump out at you like that? And and the Spirit leads you into a study and you go here and look at this and you go here and look at that and I've been amazed at talking to other believers and and they share the same thing along the same paths why do we always why do we all end up at the same conclusion can anyone tell me we have the same teacher we all have the same teacher If you have one teacher in college who's one professor who's teaching this this viewpoint and you have another one over here who's teaching this viewpoint. Everyone in this professor's class will have his will share his viewpoint while everyone over here will share his viewpoint. Why? Because they all have the same teacher. And you and I all believers have the same teacher. The spirit of God. The Holy Spirit. He is the third person in the Trinity. It is here that God instructs us as to how we should live. Let's turn to 1 Corinthians, just the next book over. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Let's begin at verse number 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him, but God hath revealed them unto us by His what's that next word? For the spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. for what man knoweth the things of a man save the spirit of man does uh, dogs don't understand men because the spirit of a dog is different than the spirit of a man, right and and we don't understand God. Because the Spirit of God is different than the Spirit of man. Uh, Let's read on. Uh, Save the Spirit of man which is in him. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Now Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God. That we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Which things also we speak. Not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth. But which the Holy Ghost teacheth. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them. Because they are spiritually discerned. Oh yes. God instructs us. He teaches us through the third person in the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. God gives us of his own self, of his spirit, that we would know the things that God hath willed for us, that we would know the things that God has purposed for in us, and that we would know the things that God expects of us. You see this, 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 The stuff of the free will. I'm not going to get into that this morning. And I don't want to debate about it. But the only thing thing man's free will will do is condemn him to hell. That's the only thing man's free will will do. It will condemn him to the devil's hell. It is God's will. It is God's will that imparts life unto us. And we will not know his will if it if it's not for the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that reveals to us the will of God. It's the Holy Spirit that shows us God's purpose for us. Do you know every one of us in this room has a purpose? Do you know what your purpose is? You need to discover it if you don't. And who will reveal it to you? The Holy Spirit. Yeah you see we're afraid in America most baptists are afraid to be labeled as a charismatic if they talk too much about the holy ghost matter of fact i had a pastor once who told me don't ever use the word holy ghost why not the bible talks about the holy ghost don't use the word ghost holy ghost no use the, say spirit of god don't say holy ghost Well, I'm sorry, God said Holy Ghost. I don't think there's anything wrong with me saying Holy Ghost. But the problem with most Baptists is they're so afraid to say the word Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit because they're afraid they'll be labeled a charismatic, a holy roller, something like that. So they ignore the third person of the Trinity. And then you know what? The devil wants you to do that. The devil wants you to ignore the Holy Spirit. Because he knows who's going to teach you truth. And if if you don't go to the teacher of truth, then you will become subject to the spreader of lies. The Holy Spirit tells us what God expects of us. He shows us. The Holy Spirit is that part of himself that God has given to dwell in you. Romans chapter 8. Let's go back. Go back to Romans chapter 8. I should have told you to keep a marker there. We read these a moment ago, but I've got to read them again. Romans chapter 8, verse 9. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwelleth in you. Now if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. If we don't don't have the spirit of Christ, then we're not a child of God. We're We're not an heir with Christ. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raises up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by a spirit that dwelleth in you. The Holy Spirit is an integral part of our lives. You know, when God says he'll never leave us or forsake us, he doesn't because the spirit of God dwells in us and is with us at all time, and is t- talking to us all the time. You see the, you see the little cartoon with the, the guy in white, the little white guy on one shoulder and the, and the red, little red devil on the other shoulder? Well, that's cute and funny, but in a sense, yes, the Holy Spirit is constantly talking to us. He's constantly urging us to do the right things. It is this Spirit that works in us and enables us to live a life that glorifies God. Galatians chapter 5. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk <coughs> in the Spirit. Let our lives uh, emanate Christ in all that we do. God is Spirit, God is a person, God is one. God is triune, and God is so much more than that. We will never fully understand or comprehend God until we see him face to face. But in the meantime, let us take what the the word, what what the scriptures have taught us of God, and let us glorify and honor God in everything that we do. All right, folks, it's 10 till. We'll go ahead and break it this time. Thank you for listening to this presentation of the Berean Baptist Church of Roanoke, Park, California. If you would like further information about our church, please feel free to call us at area code 707-584-7275 or write to us at Berean Baptist Church, 6298 Country Club Drive, Ronit Park, California, 94928.